Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. My name is Heather, and I'm a longtime youth ministry leader, lover of sweatpants, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And I'm Mark, a longtime youth pastor, ancient studies nerd, and Star Wars aficionado. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey, youth pastors, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. We are going to sit down for a few minutes and wrap with Heather about three ways to teach your students more like a rabbi. Rika, Rika. Rika, Rika, rabbi. There it is. Okay, so three ways to teach like a rabbi. So first of all, rabbi is a term that means my great one or my teacher, right? And so a rabbi had a pack of disciples or in the first century is understood as Talmudim, which is the plural for Talmud, which means pupil or learner. So all of us want to know how to become a better teacher, right? How to connect the scriptures more with our kids. And so what we see in the first century for an emphasis on a person who called themselves a rabbi was first and foremost, they were a person who was a learner who desired to learn. And they were a person who strove to know the text. So they memorized it. They discussed it with passion. This is something that like our culture, I think gets super uncomfortable with. They're like, when you start discussing things with passion, you're supposed to get angry and prove that person wrong and make them look stupid. And and then we're supposed to be so angry at each other that we make another church about it, right? But in Jewish yeah, tradition, yeah. they'll like have a sparring match about something in the Bible, and then they'll go out and have dinner together afterwards and talk about their families, right? Like we're like this idea of being a a teacher of God's word is that you're in discussion with God's word um, with other people, and it's a growing yeah. discussion, a sharpening discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So again, so if you want to be a person who teaches like a rabbi, be a ongoing learner and know the text. So that means that you're never to the point where like, oh, yeah, I got this whole Bible thing totally figured out. No, you're constantly reading books. You're constantly having discussion. You're constantly striving to learn and to know more. I don't know about you, Mark, like when I was in um, high school, I didn't really like learning. I don't maybe because I just didn't like the things I was learning, but I was just like, I'm so ready to not be in school. And now that I'm older and I can yeah. pick what I want to study, I'm like, can I go back to school again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Do you feel I, that I, I love the idea I of continuously learning out ahead of your students, though. I mean, there's no point where yeah. you arrive. And I think a lot of us think in terms of you know, I've got to study so I know this block of content and now I'm prepared to teach. And it's more like, are you in a constant habit of learning and growing in the tradition of scripture so that you have some place to lead your students to? And anyone can do that. You don't have to start at a certain point or end at a certain point. Just be a lifelong right. learner of the Bible. That's right. Yeah. And be totally okay with admitting that sometimes maybe you don't know the answers, right? Or that you're not sure or that you would be humble enough to learn from somebody else. I remember um, not long ago, I was um, teaching some people about some first century context uh, things. And there was a pastor in the room. And I noticed that whenever I said something, he would always shake his head and be like, yep, 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 yep. And I'm like, 
are you doing that? Because <laughs> you just want to look like, you know, I'm not, te- you know, like I have my pastor, so I'm supposed yeah, to know like all this Yeah, like subconsciously showing you that, yes, I know that content. So I'm agreeing with you, not learning from you, right? That's right. Oh yeah. But that's not that's the annoying. attitude. Yeah. But that's, but that's an attitude that kills our ability to learn from people that are different, might be different from us and yeah. might be younger than us, might have something to teach us about God if we're willing to yeah. say, hey, teach me what you know. Yeah. So, okay. So you For pastor, sure. know the text, be a learner. Um, obviously, you're not going to have that all figured out as soon as you start out in youth ministry and even after 20 years in youth ministry. But that's the beauty of following Jesus is that you just keep following. You just keep, keep trying, trying to grow closer. So um, number two. Yeah. What's this, number two? We, Number two, um, <laughs> rabbis loved to use word pictures and be super creative. This was an Eastern idea is that words weren't just words on a page that were just kind of flat lined there. They were words that had meaning. They were words that had um, pictures attached to them. You know, Jesus yeah. is like calling John the Baptist. What'd you expect to come out? A reed swayed by the wind? It's like, you know, in our speak, they would he would say something like, "What do you expect to come out to see a guy just kind of sitting here, sitting on his hands?" But he instead he uses yeah, yeah. a word picture, right? He uses something in average everyday life to bring to life his teaching. So I don't know about you, Mark, and we've talked about this too with um, our parables cohort people. Is that whenever you can attach a word picture to your teaching, man, kids always yeah. remember it way more than if you just blah, 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 like, like rattle years something later, it's it's shocking and it's it's almost demoralizing because you put so much time into being a teacher and having your outline and what you know i'm going to teach them these three things and i can't wait and actually they'll remember the image every time if you can get it down yeah. to a solid everyday image it will stick right so i used to be like kind of nervous to do these types of things. But then I yeah. kind of let go of caring what kids thought about me. And I said, you know what? I just need to embrace who I am. So I've worn, yeah. like I wore a, I wore a Robin costume one time when we were, did like a lesson <laughs> on Jesus being our superhero. Like I did that. Like I wore Batman a detective outfit. Yeah. Like a Robin outfit oh, for awesome. sure. <laughs> I, um, I've worn a detective outfit before, like when we were on an investigation, you know, to prove Jesus is, um, deity, right? Like I wore my dad's old post office outfit when I was talking about how we were a messenger for Jesus with the gospel. You know, I, um, one time I taught on a boat that was super fun, you know, because Jesus would teach. (laughs) Another time. You hear the um, echoing off the lake? No, we just hear wind. That's right. (laughs) Another time, this was so great. Because like the kids all, I kid you not, like I did this and the kids all looked at me like, wow, Heather has lost her mind. Like, and, and honestly, the cultural reference fell flat with the kids. I thought for sure, maybe at least one or two kids in the room would know, but the adults knew. Yeah. But so I was doing this one um, where Paul talks about in the gospel, in, excuse me, he talks about in the New Testament, um, I think it might be first Corinthians here where he's like, you know, I don't fight like a man beating the air. Um, and he talks about kind of these, these um, sports types of references, right? Like a boxing Good type stoic of reference. athletic imagery right there. Yeah. 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 So I 
um, it was what I did was I um, we were getting we were getting to that portion in the scripture, and I said to one of my adult leaders, I'm like, oh hey, I gotta go take care of something real quick. Can you guys just read this scripture real quick, and I'll be right back. So I had a sweatshirt on and um, and some jeans and mm-hmm. stuff. So I went to this other room and I took those off real quick because underneath I had like this sports outfit on and I put a, um, a headband on and some boxing gloves and I ran back <laughs> into the room <laughs> playing, the Rocky theme, playing the Rocky theme song. Okay. That oh was my, my downfall. It is a cultural reference. They, uh, they had no I think it's amazing. <laughs> I don't care if they liked it. Hey, do so you know I was what? Like, That's leadership oh. maturity. You know, when you're not afraid to lead and you're not their peer anymore, sometimes it falls flat and sometimes you look old. Oh, well, that's awesome. But You know, I bet they remember that because they were like, at the time they were looking at me like, what's happening? And then after the fact, you could just be like, (laughs) they totally loosened up. You know what I mean? It was just so funny, though. But yeah, so use word pictures. Try to make your lessons come to life for your kids because they'll remember it so much more. And honestly, yeah it actively engages them with the word because I really think it makes the word come to life when we're able to bring um, something creative alongside of it. So, yeah. um, and then, so, so first uh, know the text, be a learner Two, get creative, um, use word pictures, do something hands-on, attach a story to what you're teaching. And number three is choose. Never ever watch your feet for like weeks at a time. That's it right there. Very and wear sandals. No, okay, I mean, go that's ahead. kind of a reality for a lot of junior high boys, but that's okay. But so, oh, um, no. so no, yeah. So choose to live in community with your kids. So, you know, a lot of the times churches are like, hey, go to the kids' sporting events and go to their plays. And I think that's great and all, but I'm, I'm talking about a different level of community. I'm talking about. Okay really getting to know your kids, inviting them over to your home for a meal, um, being extremely present on youth trips. This is so key and so important because we do get very little extra time with our students. And a lot of times for youth workers, we're very busy on youth trips or on youth mission trips. But Jesus chose to be immensely and extremely present with his disciples. And that's the type of community I'm talking about. It's not just going to games and sporting events. I think those are important, but how present are we when we're with our kids, when we have the extra time to be able to do those outside things with them? So also, I think community is created when we create a place of authenticity, when we're the person who's willing to be transparent first and to share our personal struggles or to share what's really going on in our lives or to share the hardships and the hurts and the struggles that we've been through that creates a place where kids aren't just participants in youth group, but they're, they feel like they're part of a family. And I really think that happens when we break open and break past this wall of, because I mean, how many times have you been in a small group with kids and you ask a deeper question? Everybody's like, Oh, hum, hum, hum. It's like, well, maybe that's not the culture of your youth ministry. Maybe the culture of your youth ministry is not one that has broken past the wall of, I'm not going to share that because I'm not sure if this is a safe place. Like if you become a safe place that shares your struggles, then they're going to hop in and and follow suit. What you just said is really important, especially for those of us who have a volunteer team. And we're also training other people how to be leaders. 
so many times you'll get back reports from your small group or from your volunteers that like I ask a question and it just falls flat and it's just crickets and you've got to encourage them to keep showing up so that until that kid knows you're profoundly and deeply for them and not going anywhere, they're not going to open up with the tough stuff of life. And, you know, I had a, I had one of the best leaders I've ever seen. She taught me more than I ever taught her because I was like young youth pastor and she had been volunteering at the church for about 10 years. And her name was Teresa. She used to take kids grocery shopping with her. She would be like, what you doing? Well, I'm just getting, you know, you know, I'm just getting groceries today after school. Do you want to go? And they would go shop. And she's like, honestly, when they're looking forward and we're getting things on the list, all sorts of conversations start because their guard is down. And she said, they also learn how to be adults. You know, they see all these role models around them that are like wasting money and encouraging them in the fast life. And here's a kid, like one, two kids at a time that Mm -hmm. see what it is to have an adult budget. And to have a list and to say, oh, I can't actually afford that. I mean, right. isn't that profound in, in just every day? Yeah. Simple, basic things. Yeah. we. I've heard of ministries that teach kids how to change a tire on a car or, you know, these guys who grew up without dads and nobody's taught them how to, yeah. you know, to, how to do their taxes or how to fix something when it breaks and how key yeah. and important that is in a young person's life to have a role model or a mentor invite them into community to, to know how to do those things. Just like what you're talking about with the groceries. Um, it's an opportunity for us to invite kids into their life. Like I did one time I did, um, in my ministry, I asked all my, my youth ministry leaders, I said, okay, what's something you love to do? Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's working on cars. Um, you know, something like that. And let's have, and we, we put special times on the calendar and said, okay, this month it's, we're, it's a cooking class with Julie next month. It's, uh, they were going to go camping with Dale. You know what I mean? Like so there awesome. was these opportunities. Yeah. And it was really fun and it was a really fun opportunity for the kids and it, and it invited them to go deeper in community and learn how to do something from their adult leader. Gosh, can I admit something and then circle back to something you said that I think is important? Yeah. Um, I have to admit that I have a great father and I don't know how to change a tire. (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) Um, yeah. Heather doesn't know what to do with that. You're like, (laughs) I don't don't know what to tell you. That's sad. Okay. Here's the important part though. I love, I love, well, I loved what you said though. Here's the important part about moments of presence when we're busy and we have an agenda, especially like those of us taking mission trips this summer, or you have plans or events or like, I'm going to do some summer camps and man, the, the Jesus way is to find as many moments of presence with people, probably in between all of the stuff that you've planned, that stuff will go and they'll remember some of it. They'll forget some of it, but those moments where you, really say, Hey, I noticed this about you and I really appreciate that. And I think you can take it farther or you really say, Hey, a while back, you you told me this was a struggle. How's that going? Mm -hmm. Those moments are profound and sacred. They're a gift from God. And we miss them when we're honestly too busy to be present. Like Jesus was present. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's so important. I'm learning that because I'm a, a doer. 
relationships are not my my first thought. It's it's tasks, and I've really had to discipline myself to be more mm-hmm. present and not to think about tasks or not to think about the next thing that I'm going to do, and choose to let go of that in order to be present and to have a conversation. So that's really good, Mark. That's really good, and that's really important for our youth leaders out there. So, friends, three ways to teach like a rabbi: know the text, be a learner, get creative with your teaching, and choose to live in community with your kids. So there you go. Good stuff. If you want to go farther faster with First Century Youth Ministry, head over to firstcenturyyouthministry.com. Come hang out with us and be friends on Facebook at the First Century Youth Ministry group. And uh, always let us know if you're interested in heading to Israel with us in 2023. We'll get you rolling. And oh my gosh, I'm pumped about that trip. Me too. More on that later. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.